Hello, 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 and welcome. This, my friends, is the Inspire the Vibe podcast, a place to discover and share the compelling and unique stories of business owners like you. Each week, we discuss ways you can build a brand you're proud of, communicate clearly, and grow your business. Our hope is by the end of every episode that you'll feel inspired and encouraged to reach for the stars with your business, or in this episode's case, get the courage to buy your own business. This week, we talked to graphic designer, and the owner of Prescott Woman Magazine, Brianna Hinkle. Brianna started as a contract employee for the magazine, but when the opportunity to buy it was presented, she decided to face her fears and take the big leap into business ownership. If you're thinking of buying your own business, or you just need the inspiration to listen to your heart and follow your dreams, then this episode is for you. So let's start getting the results that you want out of your marketing, business, and life. Now, here are your hosts, Inspired co-founders, Amber and Kristen. Welcome to the Inspire the Vibe podcast. I am Amber. And I'm Kristen. And today we have a very special guest with us. Most of us, if not all of us, have something we're deeply passionate about. What a lot of people don't realize or believe is that you can turn what you love into a profitable business. And it just takes belief in yourself. And it also takes some guidance and inspiration, which we have from today's guest. She turned her passion for graphic design as a little girl creating a newsletter for her family to becoming a graphic designer at the age of 19. Then later found herself working for the magazine she now owns, Prescott Women's Magazine. It's a magazine focused on empowering women, leadership and giving back to the community. Please welcome Brianna. If you're really good friends with her, I guess you get to call her Brie Hinkle. Hi, Brianna. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm so excited. Let's dive in. Okay. If if we were to read, let's go back to this newsletter that you created as a little girl. If we were to read the Hinkle family newsletter, what would we learn about you and your family? (laughs) I had a kind of a, I had a great childhood. And so my family, we loved to travel. So my dad was self-employed. He worked as a photographer and my mom worked for the school district. So we got summers free, basically. Both of them didn't have to work during the summer. So we would travel to visit family in Colorado or up to Wisconsin, or just take these kind of epic road trips in our old conversion van that had an old Atari in it. And (laughs) So I'm pretty sure my, and I don't, I wish I had a copy of the old Hinkle family newsletter, but um, I'm pretty sure it would have been filled with what was going on during that time. And, you know, maybe probably what we had for dinner that week. Very exciting news. (laughs) Really groundbreaking sort of information. Yeah. What my pet rabbit was up to, you know, the very (laughs) important things. (laughs) I love it. I love it. So at what point did owning a magazine become a dream of yours or was it always, or tell us about that? Yeah, it's funny because um, when I was working for the magazine, I never thought I would have the opportunity to own it, but I always really wanted to continue to work for publications. Um, So I started my career working for a newspaper in North Dakota. And um, so working for publications has been a big part of my life. When I worked for the print shop, we designed many of the local publications in town as well. So I, but when I was able to work for the magazine, I didn't know that ownership would be a possibility. And so when he, the previous owner was a man, when he came in and asked if I knew anybody that would be interested in buying, I jumped right on it (laughs) and was very excited and nervous and yeah, started that process. Well, what, so what about the magazine made you want to buy it? Because I'm sure you wouldn't have bought any magazine, right? 
Right. Yeah. I probably wouldn't have like bought a hunting magazine because that's not what <laughs> I'm into personally, but um, well, it is a woman's magazine. And so being a Prescott woman, I'm a Prescott native as well. It just kind of, it, it spoke to me. I knew a lot of the women that we had featured and because of the fact that it had previously been owned by a man, you know, it was kind of intriguing to say that then a woman would own a woman's magazine, which kind of mm-hmm. makes sense. And then the voice, I could tell the stories that I really wanted to tell, but wasn't able to, cause I was just an employee. Mm-hmm. Um, so the ideas and the, the, um, possibilities became a reality. That's amazing. I mean, it seems like it would take a lot of courage. It would take a lot of, I don't know, just being willing to take, this is a huge risk, right? What, what kind of fears were, were going on inside of you and in your mind and what were you feeling? Yeah. Well, I, I obviously had never owned a business before I had been self-employed, so I could understand that aspect of it. Um, being driven and um, having to depend on yourself. But yes, I went right out and I have that book still next to me, uh, Buying a Business, The Complete Guide to Buying a Business. Nice. (laughs) And I think that was the first purchase because I had no clue what to anticipate. I had never gone through the process. And um, I mean, it took six months from the day that I said that I wanted to buy it till we signed all the papers. Um, because it's SBA loans, it's, it's everything (laughs) and figuring out, I mean, I signed my name so many times during those six months that my hand was just going numb. So I, there was a lot of, yeah, there was a lot that I did not know. Yeah. And I guess for our listener, I'm, I'm just trying to think of, 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 if they had an opportunity to buy a business, they might be afraid thinking, I don't even know where to start. So what would be one piece of advice? I know this is a little bit of a curveball, but what would be one piece of advice that you would give to someone who's considering buying their own business? I think what was the most beneficial for um, for me was that we went through a business broker in order to facilitate the entire purchase. And so that was actually really helpful because they helped me go through all the SBA loan paperwork and go through every step of the process to make sure that we both had what we needed in order to finalize this because it's, you know, it starts from even just business valuations. That's, I mean, there's formulas for that. And that's kind of complicated in its own self. And then from that point, once you have an offer, it's the SBA loans, it's everything. So I would recommend talking to a business broker. I mean, you're going to have to pay them a little bit, but that's, you would have to pay a lawyer to do some of the same things anyway. Yeah. Better to do that. uh, Make that small investment in someone who can advise you and knows any laws or regulations or any risks that you're, you're setting yourself up for. Also the valuation, like, what are you, what are you paying for this thing? You know, is it worth what they're going to charge you and all of that? So that's really nice to know that there are professionals out there who can walk you through that process. So thank you for that. Yeah. Yeah. That was an amazing experience working with them. So I highly recommend that we're talking of, of course, start with your financial advisor too, and just make sure that it makes sense. Yeah. Let's go back to kind of the psychology, the emotional process, or not even the emotional, I'm sure it's emotional, the mental and emotional process that you went through in that time of deciding to make the purchase. Because at one point you're somebody's coworker. And then the next point you're like, Hey, I own the joint and I'm your boss. So (laughs) what was that like? What were the, what was the reaction of your colleagues, families, friends, and you saying, 
hey, I've decided to buy a magazine. And again, I think we always want to think about these things from all the people who are considering making kind of these big leaps themselves. What did you learn through your experience and what would, what advice would you give somebody who's thinking of that same thing? Right. Especially again, how did all the coworkers like, Hey, I was working, I saw you in the break room the other day and now I'm writing your paycheck. (laughs) Right. Right. I mean, that is an interesting dynamic. Um, we were lucky in the magazine for Prescott Woman magazine that a lot of the, we don't have really a staff, everybody is contract. So, but a lot of those contract writers and staff then had been with us for a very long time. So I had worked directly with all of them for a very long time. I worked for the magazine 10 years before purchasing it. And so the transition actually was a very positive one. I think they were very excited to have a little bit of change and a little bit of, they got to have their own voice within the magazine a little more, you know, cause I, and I was able to create kind of more of a working environment where we get together often. It's, you know, I work with a team of women, so it's so much fun because we get together, we do holiday parties, we'll do events. And so we kind of, it changed from a dynamic of only information through email to where we get together and we have these positive moments in the community. So I don't think, you know, I think from their perspective, it was, they were just happy that the magazine was continuing on and that they knew who the owner was going to be. My mom was scared for me to put in a big purchase like this, but very supportive. She was there on the day that I signed the papers and that's um, great. And she now works at the magazine as our final proofreader. She reads through every piece of it when it's up on the wall in my office. And so she works for for us as well. So it's very exciting. Yeah, I added on to the team as well when I was able to purchase it because we didn't have a staff photographer. We did all the photography myself and the previous owner. So that was one of the biggest changes because I wanted a professional Mm -hmm. (laughs) photographer. So yeah, so it's been, it was actually a very easy transition into being a coworker and being an owner. It sounds like you, you spent, I mean, you laid the seeds of trust and building relationship with the people around you so that a transition into something different was manageable for everybody because it sounds like you really put time into the relationships with the people you worked with before and it also sounds like and man there's so many books written on this of that transition of okay everybody was used to this culture that I'm a different leader so mm-hmm. I'm going to set a different culture one's not better or worse than another it's just here's the culture that I'm setting and it sounds like you made some really intentional moves increasing the level of the aesthetic through the professional photographer, a bit more of an inclusive collaborative environment, which creatives love, right? We don't like that feeling of of feeling like we're on an Island. So bringing people together. So it sounds like that that's what really made the transition good. It's kind of like you sowed the seeds of connection before. And then you also, again, from a, just a really strong leadership style. And it's a great example of that was then, and this is now. Mm -hmm. And so this is what you can expect in this new environment. And because I think a lot of times people fail when they take in new leadership roles, even if you're owning the place or if it's just you're leading a division saying they sort of adopt this way it was done before. And and you don't re-engineer everything, but it's a cultural standpoint based upon who you are as a leader. And I think that's really important. 
So if you didn't buy the magazine, what would you be doing now? What's Brianna's life like now if you never bought the magazine? Do you have any ideas? I have no idea. It seems like it's been a lifetime since I purchased the magazine. So thinking thinking of where my mindset was back then, but I did really want to change when he, before he had approached me about purchasing, I had really wanted a change. Um, and it just so happened that that was the change that I needed. And that's where I went. But I, I think I, of course, would have still been in the creative world doing graphic design. I don't know if that would have still been a freelance thing, or if I would have tried to work for somebody. Cause actually when I worked for the magazine, I was the, I was a contract worker even then. So it was just kind of a part of my freelance gig at the time, but it was one really big piece of that. So it was the one piece of very big steady income. So I think I would have definitely tried to branch off. I don't know if I would have actually stayed in Prescott if it would have made me want to move someplace else. And so I'm so happy that it allowed me to stay in my hometown. Yes. Who knows? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right. And so, I mean, just listening to you talk, I I can hear that you really, really love, you have a deep love for the magazine. And you said, cause you said that you have fun with your coworkers, with your team, you've got your mom in on this. It's just so cool. I love it. And I really love when there's a small business that you can just feel that, that passion for what they do. It's so inspiring. It's actually why we do this podcast because we know mm-hmm. that that inspiration is just needed out there. Um, people need to hear that. I, I got a two-part question for you. I, I want to know, like, what do you love most about this magazine and what it does for the community, for others, how it serves people, women, and community, and your community? And then where do you find the inspiration for your content? Yeah, that's a great question. So I think what I love the most about Prescott Woman Magazine and being the owner is that I get to obviously tell stories about other fantastic women in the town, in the surrounding area. We cover all of the quad cities. So we get to tell these different stories, whether it's about a whole family, like we did a family recently and they've fostered so many kids over the years. And we were able to tell their story of why they wanted to be foster parents and what it meant to them. Something or, you know, healthcare providers, why they got into the field. It's just, it's so neat because you might see these women at Sprouts And then the next day you see them on the cover of the magazine and you think, oh my gosh, wow, that's so interesting that they have this huge story to tell. And you would never know because especially these days, you know, we're behind masks and we're kind of hidden from each other, but it's such a way to bring these, um, these people kind of to the, to the front. So it's, it's very exciting to be able to do that because I've, uh, I know a lot of the women that we featured, but I also don't know all of their stories because people don't open up that often. And my writers have a very great way of pulling stories out of people because that's hard. Um, My writer, the other day we were at an event and she said, it's so interesting because women sometimes will hide behind just talking about their business, something, you know, and then they have to kind of pull out some of the personal stories from them. You know, what, why do they live in Prescott? Why, what is their family like? Why did they want to go in this career rather than just making it like an advertorial? Mm-hmm. So I think that's what's so interesting about Prescott Woman Magazine is we focus on content more than anything. Adver- you know, advertising is the important piece, but we want the content to be the heaviest portion. And then I'm sorry, you asked about how we decide on our stories. Is that right? Yeah. Where you find the inspiration for the content? We, um, we get 
the community can send in uh, article suggestions at any time. So what I do is I collect all of those and we're a themed magazine. So each edition is themed. Our current one is the August, September issue and it is education and business. So then I will take a look at all those article suggestions and then kind of see where they might fit in to the theme. We try to use all of them if we can, if they make a good story, but sometimes it takes a year or two until a story can be told because we come out with six editions per year. You know, we can't tell everybody's story all at once. And so that's kind of where we get our, our ideas. It's just by the theme. We see what the theme is. We reach out to advertisers and the community and just kind of piece it together. I want to go back to something you said about the women hiding behind their business. And I'll tell you that Kristen and I, it's like, there, you know, we get a little twinkle in our eye when we hear people say the things about coming out and telling your personal story, because there's a saying in our business is that people do, people do business with people, not with businesses. The psychological process of trust, understanding, relationship, connection, having the faith that you can do something for me, you know, like me as the customer and thinking about a company or a person doing something for me, all of that comes from a decision from a very emotional state. And that's based upon what I know about a person. And so there's so much of a, in a brand that is even in a company, right? There's so much. It's about the story of the people behind the company. That is what will create a connection with your customers. It is the absolute foundation of a brand. Yes, you need a name. Yes, you need a website. Yes, you need a logo. You need all of these things, but the heartbeat that makes all of those things really come to life and makes people connect with them is the story, is those per, you know those personal or professional testimonials of the individuals within the organization. So I love the advice, love the mindset of your writers. And I think, I think for all of us as women, sometimes we can feel like speaking from my own experience. I think that comes from a place of just not, not feeling like I'm worthy to be in that specific role, whatever it is, you get that imposter syndrome, those thoughts that, that insecurity that go through your brain. And so, okay, I'm just going to talk about the story. You know, I don't want to make myself seem bigger than I actually am, or I don't want to make myself seem like, like I'm bragging. Um, so it happens to all of us, whether it's in a macro moment or a micro moment, but that's just finding the confidence to talk about who you are and what you, your why is so powerful in creating opportunity for your business or organization, whatever you do. Let's talk about the future of the magazine. What is, what's on deck that you're excited about? Is there a theme issue that you're excited about? Is it a partnership, a collaboration? What's on, what's on the horizon, something that you're excited about? Well, I'm mostly excited that we have almost made it out of the pandemic. Hopefully, you know, getting out of that, (laughs) that crazy time of 2020 was um, so challenging for all businesses and myself included, um, especially when your business is based on other businesses doing well. So you know, I'm just as so excited to be able to sustain the magazine at the, you know, through this. Um, but we do want to grow. So we're we're thinking about some different events that we could do with the magazine. My favorite edition of the magazine is our June, July outdoor and adventure edition. And so it's always been a dream of mine to have a women's outdoor expo because we have in Prescott alone so many of the outdoor um, sports stores, kind of like, uh, you know, mountain biking stores, the hike shack, a bunch of these businesses locally are owned by women. 
And so I think it's intimidating sometimes as a woman to just jump into an outdoor sport. And uh, we have so many different ways to do that here in Prescott. So I'm hoping that that is something that we can do once people are a little more comfortable gathering in some, you know, larger groups. Mm-hmm. So that's something that's always been a dream of mine. Other than that, just growing the magazine a little more, you know, we're always looking for advertisers, obviously. And so just, yeah, that <laughs> really, I just hope in the next yeah year or so, we're just flying through this. So, <laughs> well, Brianna, we're, we're so grateful that you came on here to talk to us. And I, I hope that you, I mean, you're definitely, you're, you're very inspiring and I feel very courageous for doing what you did. I mean, I think in leadership, a lot of times it can be very lonely at the top, you know, and it sounds like you have a good support system. So I'm so grateful for that for you, but I know that those thoughts can get into your mind and you can become afraid to take the chance and it takes courage to do it anyways. And so I'm hoping that you have some advice for our listener on facing their fears or taking a chance in their own life that could result in what it's resulted in for you. Yeah. Yeah. I would definitely say if you're going to take a leap, obviously do your research, but, but also follow your heart. So if you're doing your research and uh, you know, the numbers just don't add up and it's just a hard no, but if there's a possibility to take a chance, I always say kind of jump because if your heart and you, you know, you're really prepared to be a part of something bigger, I think, I think you can do it no matter what. So yeah. So I would just say, do your research Make sure it's a right fit for you. But if you think all of those things add up, then don't let anybody stop you because I think you can definitely be successful. I love it. Don't let anybody stop you. I think that's our tweetable. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Thank you, Brianna. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. What a great way to wrap up season two of the Inspire the Vibe podcast. Are you feeling inspired? We're really looking forward to taking a two-week break so we can come back in October with new guests, new topics, and more wine. I mean, unwind. If there's a topic you'd like us to cover, please email us at info at inspiredvibe.com. That's info at inspiredvibe.com. And we'd love for you to hear more, so please leave us a review and subscribe to the Inspire the Vibe podcast so you can get instant notifications for our newest episodes. Or if you're a business owner who's ready to grow your business, feel confident about your brand's image, and reach new levels of success, then let's meet. Follow us at Inspire the Vibe or visit inspiredvibe.com. That's inspiredvibe.com. You have given everything to your business. You deserve to see it succeed. Until next time, stay inspired.